Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Claire Doré. She is an embodiment coach, a speaker, and a mentor. Welcome, Claire. I am so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks, Brad. It's so good to be here. And yeah, I'm feeling really good and excited to be riffing with you on the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yes, I cannot wait. I'm really excited to jump in and share all about the beautiful light that you put out into the world and learn a bit more about your journey and the beautiful light you shine out into the world through the work you do. So with that being said, let's jump right in. So for those out there who might not know, can you please share with us what an embodiment coach is and what your work entails as an embodiment coach? Um, So I've always kind of positioned myself as a mindset coach, and it's fairly recently that I've actually changed the title. But essentially, the work that I do is around mindset, but the embodiment of what I coach an individual through is absolutely the most important piece. Because if we don't embody that learning or that growth or that healing, like nothing ever changes. And so I essentially coach entrepreneurs. They often come to me because they recognize they're not creating the results in the business that they want, or they're just at a place in their life where they feel like there's kind of like something more. They know there's something more, but they don't quite know what the more is. They tend to be real kind of what I call world disruptors. They want to turn the world on its axis. (laughs) And through my coaching, I help them to really step into that vision that they have for themselves. And it's really embodying more of who they are and embodying a really unshakable trust in themselves. So I help into their full power and authenticity. Exactly. And really coaching them to first, right, really acknowledge, but own that power within Mm. themselves. So really helping them to tap into their intuition, which, you know, doesn't make sense quite often. But it's like when you've got that unshakable trust in place, you can take those leaps, despite them feeling really freaking uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and so claire with being a serial entrepreneur or a multi-passionate person i'd love to know what your morning routine looks like yeah i have a very non-negotiable morning routine what that looks like is waking up to a sound bath actually I 
love the power of sound and sound healing. So I was working recently on a retreat that I led and I met an incredible guy on this retreat. Well, not on the retreat, but he came to do some sound healing. It was in Athens and he's recorded me this incredible piece just for me. And so I wake up that every day. I then do some breath work. I set my intentions and I do CrossFit. I'm an avid kind of lover of CrossFit. So yeah, kind of some deep inner work and then moving my body. And so these are all non-negotiables though, right? Yeah. Every day, regardless. Every day. I don't go to CrossFit on a Sunday. I'll be honest. (laughs) You give yourself a day off. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, I'm there six days out of the seven. Wow. That's dedication. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And I do it for fun, which was not where I used to be. So yeah. It's good. And I love the community. There's a lot that it gives me. Now, what were you doing before you made the jump into entrepreneurship? So I had a career in advertising. That was my career. So lived up in London. I don't live in London anymore, but was there for 13 years. And then I became a full-time mum and had three children all within four years. So my eldest was four, not even four when my youngest was born. So that didn't actually give me any space to go back to my career. So it was only, so that was basically what I was doing (laughs) (laughs) pre-entrepreneur. So was that the catalyst then for making the shift into entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted that flexibility. I wanted to be present with my kids and be there for all those milestones. So I made that commitment. And so how easy or difficult was that transition from the corporate advertising world into, and I know you were home with your kids, but then to move into an unstable things such as entrepreneurship. How difficult was that transition for you? That's a really brilliant question because something I recognized and wasn't present to until I stepped into being an entrepreneur was how I really lost my identity in the mothering. It was almost like I was just like Luca Franco Florence's mummy. They had just disappeared, you know. Yeah. And it felt like stepping into this huge self-discovery journey. It was like, oh, holy, like, shit. The new Claire has arrived. Yeah, (laughs) like starting to connect back with myself. And I hadn't really recognized through mothering how much I'd really lost myself and my confidence as well. And then suddenly, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's like, you have to be highly visible. Shit. (laughs) I need to find that. So massive development opportunity, really. And so how long, because I mean, this is a very common thing that I hear from the women I speak to is when the women do become mothers, they do, they lose themselves. They lose their identity because they put themselves on the back burner and everybody else, I mean, everybody and everything else goes before them. So how long did it take you to shift back into who the new Claire was or is, sorry. Mm, That was definitely something that was present. And I think also having had the conditioning from my Mm mum, which was you put the children's needs first. And how long did that take to really become present to that? A few years, actually, because the the first business that I stepped into, so I've been an entrepreneur now for 14 years. Right. And 
the first business I was in, it was actually a network marketing company and they had a conference every single year out in Vegas. And I was like, ooh, that's really scary because I'd have to <laughs> leave my kids. I'd have to get on an aeroplane and leave my kids for five nights. That felt huge. But of course, just the journey was a growth opportunity in itself, right? So I would say it probably took a few years to really own that actually I'm running a business and the number one most important person to look after right now is me because yeah. I'm the forefront of my business. And it wasn't that I wasn't still a full-time mum and available, but it was just recognising I needed to put my needs first to really be of service to them. That's one hell of a journey and it takes a lot of self-awareness for sure. Yeah. So kudos to you for going on that journey and for putting yourself first, because again, so many women have such a hard time doing that because of the conditioning and all of the other things that they have been taught and learned growing up and stepping into adulthood. And wow. So mm -hmm. what drives, motivates and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do? I think it's really embodying the fact that I have a soul mission here. That feels really true. And even when you ask me that question, I feel it in my body. I can feel it. It's like this expansive energy. And one of my clients reflected back to me the other day. She said, you're an expander for me. And so I know that. I don't need her to tell me. I know that just my presence can really elevate and shift people. And yeah, I feel like I'm very clear on what my legacy is, which is to help people be happy. And yeah. I really model, I really embody that and, yeah. and show that, how you can do that. And so I'd love to speak a little bit now, touch on your coaching journey. I've heard a lot of people say, a lot of the women I've interviewed, that most, if not all, coaches have been through their own personal struggles and journeys. And of course, we all have as human beings, we all have our shit to deal with and go through. But it's the fact that they've been through these things before taking the leap into coaching. And so it's almost like there's a pivotal event or a catalyst that propels them into the world of coaching. So I would love if you could share a little bit about your own journey you were on before making the leap into the coaching world. Yeah. And it's interesting because, yeah, it felt like a really pivotal moment in my journey. And I'd say like an awakening moment, actually, because I was in this previous business, network marketing business, and I hired a really high ticket coach. It was the biggest investment I'd ever made in myself. And I was working with him one-to-one -one, and there was a whole program of retreats as well. And I remember we were having lunch one day, not coaching, we were just having lunch in Richmond in London. And I remember he looked at me across the table and basically said, you know, you're actually a coach, don't you? <laughs> and it felt like it's really hard to describe when you have an awakening. And I've had a few, but it's almost like this energy that you feel. And it was that. And it was this huge light bulb moment of, yeah, that's so true. And I hadn't really realized that actually I'd been coaching through my previous business as well. And so I literally pivoted overnight into wow. coaching and it was that dramatic and just went out speaking. I remember just going out and just speaking 
in person speaking as often as I could. <laughs> and so how has that experience then helped shape the Claire you are today, do you think, both personally and professionally? I think it's helped me to really own my power, my gifts. It's helped me to really elevate my confidence. It's helped me to, and I think that there's something around courage, like I'm getting the word courage. You know, it was a bold leap. It really was. And I think taking that leap, I recognize has helped me to make even bolder leaps in the future. So yeah, I think it, it gave me an enormous amount of courage and yeah, just helped me to really kind of access my power. I guess, yeah. I mean, once you take that initial huge leap, that's like your permission slip to then continue to take those leaps and be okay with them. Because you're like, hey, look, I did this. I already took this huge leap. So the next one's going to be nothing exactly. compared to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because taking those huge leaps, you know, it's a muscle, you know, it's like uh, muscle memory, you know, Mm -hmm. as if it's like muscle memory in your body. And it's like, doesn't mean the fear doesn't come up, but it's noticing that and just coming back to what actually really feels right here. Yeah, absolutely. And it does feel good to stretch yourself and push yourself outside of your comfort zone. It's scary as shit, but (laughs) it feels good when you do it, though. Exactly. Once you've actually made that decision, and it is a decision, and taken that action, absolutely, it shifts everything. 100%. Now, with you being a coach, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on the coaching industry as a whole currently. Through many conversations I've had with the multiple women who work in the industry as coaches, I found that a lot of them don't even like to use the word coach anymore because of the stigma, the negativity that's going on in the coaching industry right now with, oh, I could make you a six-figure coach in a month and all of this other shit that's going on on social media to get the coaching industry going or propel it further. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you're seeing in the industry and what your thoughts are on the industry as a whole as a coach. I think it's actually brilliant that we have such a range of coaches who, you know, there's no coach that is going to be doing the same kind of work, right? Because we're all unique. And so I really love that. I'm not seeing the negativity, to be fair. I'm not seeing that. And I'd say, I think it all depends on what you're choosing to believe. And I feel... I'm so clear that I'm on on my path. It doesn't really matter what other coaches are doing. It doesn't really, you know, if they're going to hang their hat on creating six figures for someone really fast, go for it. I think it's just being really clear in what you bring and clear in terms of who you best serve. I mean, I know who my clients are. And not paying any mind to the bullshit noise out there right exactly i haven't got time for that and i don't see it it's a bit like i'm too busy serving my clients exactly (laughs) i'm probably either serving my clients or having fun myself and i think it's a little bit like you know engaging in news for example i just don't do that because it's not something that actually empowers me it doesn't feed your soul exactly 
Yeah, it drains so why rather than it, Exactly. It's soul-sucking for sure, especially when we're talking about news media. Exactly. <laughs> Legacy news media, anyway. <laughs> As mentioned off the top, you're both a coach and a mentor. So I would love to hear your thoughts and take on the differences in your mind between a coach and a mentor in terms of how you define them and the work you do and the services you provide as under each of those titles? Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And, and and I know you touched on that in the last um, question, actually, about this definition, how people are defining themselves differently. And I think, essentially, I work highly intuitively. And I tune into my client's energy. I speak to their soul. My soul speaks to their soul. And so I know the exact questions to ask them to help them heal, up level, whatever that is. And what I recognize is there is a part of my coaching sometimes is I'm teaching, which I would say is more of a mentoring. So, for example, I've got a one to one client who I'm coaching with at the moment, and she is very new to the coaching industry. And so there is some teaching that I'm doing with her. And so that's where the lines can get quite blurred, I think, between coaching and mentoring. And Essentially, I'm still a coach. Part of my coaching is that I do speaking. So I am educating people. And I know just by voicing stuff myself about my life and, you know, what's happening in my clients' lives, the, the transformations they gain, that elevates others as well. So you could put that down as mentoring, but it's just teaching within that kind of coaching hat. So... I'm not too attached to labels. Yeah. What is it then, would you say, that sets you and the work you do apart from other coaches? Why would they choose to work with you over someone else? There's no one else in the world like me. (laughs) (laughs) Plain and simple. (laughs) It's really simple. I mean, the world's going, please don't have another one of her. (laughs) I... (laughs) I think I notice the women and the men that are drawn to me are drawn to me because I'm someone who gives zero fucks. I really am so free in how I speak. I'm very expressed. There's nothing that I don't not touch in terms of topics. Mm -hmm. And I will put that out there publicly. And I think the clients who are drawn to me are drawn to me because they want to be a fuller expression of themselves. And I think there's some incredible coaches out there, but they're not always maybe modeling exactly what it is that they create. So I feel fully in integrity with my work in that way. Beautiful. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. What are the three most important lessons you've learned as a coach? Yes, there's a lot. there's a lot I think the thing is being a mindset coach you can know stuff right Mm -hmm. but I still need a mindset coach myself yeah of course right yeah because I still am a human and I still have thoughts so for me something I've learned about myself is I always need to invest that evolves me And when I am committed to my evolution, I know that has a a greater impact and that helps to really deliver on my sole purpose and mission. Mm -hmm. I think the phrase, what came up straight away is the phrase that comes from Nelson Mandela, which is 
we never lose, we either win or learn. And the other one is probably another quote, actually, by someone that inspires me, which is Miles Monroe and about how the graveyard is the richest place in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always very much like anything is possible kind of mindset. And I like to really embody that myself. If thoughts come in about a, an idea or a business, I really explore that. And I like to be able to hold that space and that safe container for my clients to do the same. I love that quote that the the cemetery is the richest place on earth because so many people die with their music inside them, die with their ideas, and they never even explore the possibility of looking into and bringing those ideas to fruition. And so many ideas out there that people just, because of fear or conditioning or all of the things that stop them from doing it. It's sad, really. It is. That's why I think mindset coaches, it doesn't matter how many there are of us, because we are always going to have business because... It's the thing that stops people achieve their dreams. You know, it's all the thoughts of not feeling good enough or not feeling like it's possible or not knowing where to start. All that stuff. Yeah. We are our own worst fucking enemies for sure. Yes. It's us. We are the biggest hurdle that we ever face in life is ourselves. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. How has your coaching style evolved from when you first started out to now? What would you say? Oh, Wow. (laughs) Oh, hugely. Well, I've evolved simply, you know, I have evolved dramatically, particularly in the last two years when I left my ex-husband. So that has been, I went through a huge spiritual awakening. And so the work and the depth that I have done myself of course, makes me a better coach because I can take my clients through that really, really deep work. So yeah, it's dramatic. What would you say lights you up or inspires you the most about the work you do as a coach? I think it's really seeing my clients get out there and being really visible and really embodying that trust and that no fucks given. (laughs) I am just going to go and share all the things and all my gifts without the fear and just really witnessing them body like that power in themselves. Back to mindset for a few minutes. Your focus is on mindset and soul evolution. I would love to speak a little bit about the whole mindset piece and get your take on it. Can you speak to how important a part mindset played in helping you through your struggles and how important mindset is to our daily routines and our successes? Mm. We are not our thoughts, quite simply. Mm-hmm. And we have, I think it's what, on average, 75,000 thoughts a day or something, something like yeah, that. Some, yeah, it's a it's lot. It's a huge number. It's a lot. And, you know, what thoughts we choose to put our energy behind is essentially what creates our results. So thoughts create feelings and that creates our outcome. And so when we can really tune into those thoughts and get a little bit curious about them and start to tune into actually how is that making me feel by really sitting with this and is that the thought I really want to put my energy behind? And I think that is a a very kind of simplistic way of really becoming more self-aware of what is popping up in our minds and running the show 
<laughs> what in your coaching career and around mindset, what are the three most common issues around mindset that you come across in working with your clients? Overthinking. Overthinking. <laughs> I'm a classic overthinker. <laughs> <laughs> we are brilliant human beings at making up fucking stories. <laughs> Oh my gosh, stories that just don't serve us. And so I'd say it's the stories that really get in the way. And normally they come from a a belief and it's really digging into what are those beliefs? Are they actually even yours? Because most often we are carrying beliefs from our childhood, our parents, our teachers, mentors, whoever, and we've adopted them as our own. And so overthinking, creating stories, procrastination, or I'm going to add another one, perfectionism as well. I mean, yeah, just let go of that because that's going to stop you do anything in a really kind of, I want to say natural and authentic way. So keeping with this theme and all the struggles that go along with this, as you just mentioned, so often we hear from people like yourself who've overcome the struggles, they've gone through the adversity and they've transformed through the pain to discover their purpose, which is amazing. And that is powerful and beautiful in itself. I'd love to hear from you with all that you have gone through with your personal struggles around mindset, imposter syndrome, all of these things, just to name a few, I'm sure you would agree with me on this. Just because we have gone through the adversity and come out the other side, as you mentioned, that doesn't mean that those struggles still don't pop up from time to time because as we're human beings and we're constantly evolving and growing and shifting. So can you share a little bit about that in terms of how you deal with those things now as opposed to how you used to when they came up. Mm, yeah, and you're absolutely right, Brad. It's not that they don't not come up because growth isn't linear. Yeah. And, of course, we hit those same things, those same patterns that we hit and the same pieces that we need to heal, maybe a deep layer and level. And in my experience, what I have seen in myself is how quickly I respond. Firstly, how quickly I can see it. Mm -hmm. I see the pattern really quickly. And then once I've seen it, I can't not see it. So it's then like, <laughs> you can't okay, ring that bell. <laughs> not, not at all. So then it's okay, how am I going to choose to respond? And I guess I really notice is I see things so much faster. Okay. And I think the gold is when you can see it in the moment. Yeah. And then you can transmute. Then you've got a choice available to you. And that's powerful. Well, we always, always, always have a choice. So it's just which direction you choose to go in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is one tip or takeaway then that you can provide that listeners can implement immediately to start reconditioning their mind for the success they want? I want to say journaling. I want okay. to say when you get those thoughts up that that pop up that maybe don't make you feel great and you recognize that, like journal it out. Mm -hmm. Journal it out. I think conscious streams of writing is really powerful because it can help us to really get that ego voice, the fear voice, the, the voice of doubt out, and then you can really access what's true. 
Thank you for sharing that. Speaking of success, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I think one of the most powerful things is me healing my wounded masculine. So I was very much, very heavily in my masculine energy. So Mm -hmm. always action orientated, not so much feeling. This was present in my relationships as well, because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So I was always on, you know, my diary was rushed to everything. No space, Mm -hmm. no space to breathe. The hustle culture bullshit. The hustle culture and just very heavily in my masculine. And it's not that you don't want to be in your masculine energy. That's the action taken. We need to do that. But I was in it in an unhealthy way. Right. And I'd say, yeah, me healing that has been profound. And again, this is another very common trait among women because they've been conditioned that you have to go after shit. You have to make shit happen. You have to hustle. You have all the fucking things. Yeah. And it's hard to shake that, I would imagine. It really is. And I think society actually celebrates busy Yes. As, a, as almost like a badge of honor, like yeah, a badge right. of success. It's like, you know, even people say it all the time. Are you busy? I'm like, I'm not busy because <laughs> I choose not to run a busy schedule. But mm-hmm. it's so ingrained. Oh, my yeah. God, you must be so busy. And it's like, yeah, no, fucking not busy anymore. I'm not not running that busy badge anymore, you no, know, the, the busy work. And, you know, you're right. It's like a badge of honor. And I cannot stand that fucking word hustle. It drives mm-hmm. me up a wall. We need to take the time to slow down and listen yeah. to our bodies mm. and look after us. Because as you mentioned earlier, when you're talking about stepping into being a mother mm. and everything gets put on the back burner except you put yourself on the back burner. So it's go, 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 go. You have to do, do, do. We're human beings. We're not human doings. Mm, Right? Yes. I like that. (laughs) And we have to recognize that. Yeah. But it's a really great way to avoid feeling. It's a pattern. (laughs) It's a pattern of avoiding feeling. Because if you're constantly doing no space to feel don't have to feel those emotions oh yeah let's carry on it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to feel it but that's where the gold is that's how you grow yeah let's just keep checking the things off the list fill them out tick those boxes (laughs) fuck that sure of course we have to get stuff done absolutely i mean we're entrepreneurs we're running businesses and all of the things but we also have to remember to take the time for us to slow down hundred percent and give ourselves that room to breathe because Mm. you're going to end up and i'm sure you experience this burnt out which a lot of women are experiencing is burnout when i think that's part of the cause Mm. for women leaving the full-time corporate career or whatever career and making this the switch into entrepreneurship is the burnout yeah that is a really common one yeah i get clients who are on the edge of burnout and they're like, I can't go here again, you know, because they've yeah. done it before and their health has been really impacted. And it's like, that's it. How many lives have you got to yeah. to almost like experience this? But well, yeah, then what it's... good are you to, first and foremost, to yourself, mm-hmm. second of all, to the people around you who are dependent yeah. upon you in terms of your family, your friends, you're of no use if you're burning yourself out and yeah. constantly going and not giving yourself those breaks or that time to rest. Yeah. 
Yeah. And your business, um, of course. Your business is going to suffer. No, it's a really ingrained pattern. I I attract a lot of clients who are heavily in their masculine energy because, of course, that was me. So I really get where they're at and what they need to do. Yeah. Mm. And so keeping in that same track, Claire, what does the word success mean to you? How do you define the word success? To be truly happy in, in yourself. Yeah, just really being happy in your own skin. And I had to learn that one the hard way. So that's like my legacy, I feel. Life is short. We only have Mm -hmm. a finite amount of time here on this planet. So I think happiness should be the number one goal. I agree. Life is for living full out is my motto. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? Well, I think this comes down to the happiness that that leads in quite really well. So I was married for 19 years, 21 years with my ex-husband. And so I left him in July 21. And one of the biggest learnings for me was happiness should never, ever be compromised. And I was compromising my own happiness in that marriage. And Once I became really present to that, I realized, one, I couldn't do that to myself, first and foremost, but also I wasn't modeling what I wanted for my children and for my ex-husband too, right? I care about him. Mm -hmm. And I knew that we were out of alignment and essentially that was stealing my happiness. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Empowerment is... What that means to me is making decisions from a place of power. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? I think my coach, actually, my coach. We are very soul aligned. And so there's a lot of, I want to say, triggering between us. And I know that's growth but it's almost like I'm un, it's like I'm unrecognizable from where I was before I started coaching with her. That's been, evolution. <laughs> yeah, it's been a huge journey. It's been uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie, but it's been the fastest transformation ever and I really feel like she was meant to be in my life to cause this dramatic growth and evolution. That's where the gold is and lies in those uncomfortable moments. Absolutely. You know it. (laughs) Growth is uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. And again, it goes back to how we as human beings, we're constantly evolving and growing. And Mm. if you're not, you're stuck and that's not Mm -hmm. living. No, absolutely. I agree. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? I think my children. They helped me evolve. Parenting, I mean, is, well, you know, that's the biggest growth opportunity in the world too. And being a conscious mum, I had to really learn that. And I've got three children. They are all vastly different. Yeah, There is not one way to parent all three. Not at all. They all need a completely different way of parenting. And yeah, they're a true blessing to me. Parenting is the most difficult job in the world. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Absolutely. If anyone would have told us, we would not have signed up. <laughs> 
but you're right. It is a huge growth opportunity. And, you know, they are our greatest teachers for sure. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, they really are. They're a huge blessing in my life. They've been amazing. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. How would you describe yourself in one word? Bold. (laughs) If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To be happy. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? My intuition. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Peace. What is your favorite self-care practice? Dancing. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? The woman who roared. (laughs) I love it. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? Shrink to make others comfortable. Yes. Love it. Mm. What is something surprising that you've learned about yourself in the last year? Ooh, how resourceful I am. That's a good one. We don't realize our own power that we have. Because again, I think it goes back to the fact that we are our own worst fucking enemies and we get in our way constantly. Mm -hmm. But we all have that power within us to do those unthinkable things or unimaginable things. You just have to get your head around it, set your mind to it. Again, back to mindset and be willing to put in the fucking work. Yeah. The right work. Yes, not, exactly. Not, 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 not being the busy, busy work. <laughs> not, not being a busy yeah. fool, but, but the aligned actions. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What is your why, Claire? My why is being the light for others to really embody that trust and access that deep happiness within. I see so clearly what a beacon I am for people. Claire the Lighthouse. That's right. And my name, Claire, means light. There you go. Ah. <laughs> Love that. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? Oh, worst piece of advice. You need a funnel. <laughs> It'll probably be that. I, I actually always put the F word before the word funnel. I really detest funnels. Like, yeah. I really don't like them. And yeah, and so, so many people push that. You got to get your funnel. You got to set up yeah. your funnel. Fuck mm. the funnels. <laughs> yeah. No fucking funnels in, in my business. Thank you. <laughs> Claire, if you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, this woman isn't actually alive. Okay. Do you know, I feel it would be Paula Yates. I don't know if you remember her, but she was a real icon in the 80s. And she really stood out, right? Because she really voiced whatever the fuck she wanted. Yeah. She was an incredible presenter, but also fashionista. I mean, she would rock up in whatever she wanted. She gave zero fucks. (laughs) And I think I'd just love to just have a chat with her. I think we would be great mates. And I would just love to have a chat with her and talk about life, sex, rock and roll, relationships, <laughs> all the things. And just having the snippet of her time, I think would just be uber powerful. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, 
What would that piece of advice be? Don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Give zero fucks. (laughs) I think, you know, we spend so much time worrying about what if so-and-so reads that post and then that stops us actually voicing the thing that we need to get out of us. If we could just let go of whatever anyone thinks, they'll always have a judgment. And so what? It's none of our fucking business. There you go. Right there. That's it right there. It's none of our business what other people think of us. No. And if they don't like what we say, they can go. Yep. But there are a lot of people out there who have to put their opinion and their voice out there. And I think it's about turning the volume down and not letting that get in our heads. Because again, I think that's secondarily, first and foremost, it's us getting in our own way. But secondarily, it's the external noise that we have to deal with. But I think that once we can get past this internal noise that we deal with on ourselves, Mm -hmm. getting through, cutting through or turning down the volume of the external is nothing. That's easy. Because mm-hmm. this one inside of us is the hardest one, the hardest hurdle to clear, I think. Yes, exactly. Well, it never goes away, does it? No, <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> so if you can turn the volume down on that, because I don't think we ever get fully past that. No. So if we can turn the volume down on the internal, getting through the external noise and, and cutting yeah. through that bullshit, that's easy. Yeah. Much easier. But it, it ties in with people pleasing which actually goes deeper and ties in with abandonment wounds. It's like conditioning all of this shit, right? Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Give zero fucks. That's it. (laughs) Voice whatever you feel you want to express, express it because there's a reason why it's come up. It needs to come out of you. And I think if we can just allow that process, and yeah, like you say, like the ego voice is always going to be there. We can't get yeah. rid of that. It's what keeps us safe in a yeah. situation where we need to be kept safe. Yeah. But it's okay to share what we feel as long as it's not hurting anyone. Exactly. It's all good. And you will find your people. Not everyone is meant for you and you are not meant for everyone. So when you Agreed. when you share your authenticity, when you share your thoughts, your power, your ideas, your people will find you, your tribe will find you. 100%. And I think the more we can be okay with trusting that we will attract our people and repel the ones that are not our people Mm -hmm. and being okay with that is a really powerful place. Because as coaches, we're not here to serve thousands. No. And like you said at the beginning, not anyone else is you. No one coaches the way you do. No. So- that alone, mm. knowing that and believing in that will serve you so much better. Exactly. No competition. That's right. Know? That was something that I dealt with early on in my entrepreneurial journey. I would say for almost the first two years, I dealt with that competition mindset. That's a mm. fuck of a thing to get over. It's hard. But yeah. once you do, fuck, mm. what a change. The freedom and it just opens so much up. And so I got to the point where I realized, you know what? My only competition is me. Yeah. That's the only competition I have because I believe that yes. there is enough out there for everybody on this planet, more than enough. And when you get into that mindset and that belief that no one else is you, like I'll use myself, yeah. my photography business, no one else sees things the way I do through the lens. Mm. If you give mm-hmm. three different photographers 
the same thing to shoot, undoubtedly you will get three different images because everyone sees things differently. So once you can get into that mindset that no one else is you and you are your only competition, as long as you can look back and see that you've improved and you've grown, that's all that fucking matters. Yes. The looking back is really important. It is for sure. Often looking forward. Yeah. yeah, When we look back and reflect on our growth, you can see, oh, wow, that's incredible. We don't always acknowledge all of our success and achievements, especially the invisible, intangible stuff. Well, that speaks to a whole other thing in terms of, and I think this also ties in with the hustle culture, is that we don't take the time to slow down and celebrate our wins when they come. No matter how small they are, we need to celebrate them. We need to take the time to slow down and celebrate them because mm-hmm. then you'll see how far you've come, how much you've grown. And that is so important to moving forward in your successes. Yeah. Agreed. Love a celebration. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter absolutely. how small. Like, no. All of it. Celebrate the whole lot. <laughs> That's right. And that gets rid of that fucking hustle culture bullshit when we slow down and take the time to celebrate mm-hmm. the wins. Claire, lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your tribe, your corner of the world, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? I think I would want to say that it's really safe to just be yourself and allow yourself to be that fullest, brightest, boldest expression without fear, because Something I see is like when you can shine really brightly without that fear, you're always inspiring someone. And if just being you inspires one person, make that your drive, I suppose. Claire, thank you so much for being here with me today and for taking the time and making the time to share in your journey and your evolution and the beautiful light that you put out into the world through the work you do. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor. I have enjoyed every moment of our conversation. You are a truly inspirational woman. So thank you for being that light in the world. And I'm I'm honored to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you for being here with me today. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. What beautiful words to receive. Thank you, Brad. I've loved it. Loved it. Excellent. I love that. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Claire Doré. She is an embodiment coach, a speaker, and a mentor. Claire, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thanks, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca and follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.